Hi, Lauren. Hi, Sam. Are you ready to talk about The Favorite? I am, because after all, we we are are the Watchers of Movies. Hello. Hello. So I watched History of the World Part 2. Oh, yeah. So, um... It was okay. It wasn't great. Bummer. It wasn't great. I mean, it. The thing is, so it's a series. So it's like 10, 8 to 10 episodes long. And there were a couple things that made me laugh out loud. But there was a couple things where I was like, the beauty of the original was that it had a short burst of this one particular story and then it moved on to the next one. And in this, it like dragged it on and on. Oh. Yeah. And like there was also a jackass element, like the show, Johnny mm. Knoxville. Cause they were, okay, so there's one part, and I laughed out loud because it was like historically accurate. And I was like, ha, they put it in the jackass context. That's kind of funny. But then they kept doing it. And then it kept getting like, it kept really bumming me out. Like I was getting like grossed out and like icked out by it. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. Um, but it was Johnny Knoxville was playing Rasputin. And there was like this, <laughs> <laughs> there's like a scene where he's like, my five buddies are going to stab me 27 times or whatever. <laughs> and like that happened in real life. Right. And that's like how he died. And so I laughed because I was like, <laughs> historical dark humor. Love it. Yeah. But then it kept going oh. and it kept doing other stuff like I'm going to cut off my penis. And that one I was like, I was I was like, please, no, stop. Like, stop doing this is really disturbing and really like messed up. Like, it was That's really in the movie? Me out. They yeah. show it? Yeah. Oh, geez. I mean, it's pixelated and it's obviously like a dildo, but it's still. Well, you don't think he really cut his penis off? <laughs> yeah, I don't off. think he really cut his penis off. <laughs> I mean, that's I don't know. Maybe it's really d- I wouldn't want to. Oh, that's disturbing. It was, yeah, yeah, it was. It like really weirded me out. And and then there was there was a whole. Um, I thought that this was kind of clever because they did like a whole like uh, Jesus and the apostles, but they made them like the Beatles, <laughs> and like Judas was like John Lennon. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> so that was kind of clever. Um, and then there there was like I mean there was a couple things that were funny overall. It wasn't. Yeah. I wouldn't say it was worth it, especially if you were a fan of the original, because you're going to be like, it's just like, it's missing the heart of it, which is like, in my, in my opinion, like Madeline Kahn and Gregory Hines. And instead, they're just including a bunch of actors that are famous for being comedians like Nick Kroll and like Baron Holtz. I like those actors, but it's like... (laughs) Stop! What are you doing? <laughs> He's just hanging out. <laughs> he wants to be on the podcast. He's so cute. Um, and uh, I don't know. It it was what I what I imagine is what happened is Mel Brooks was like, I like these. I like these guys. Hire them. They're gonna write it. Just run it by me because I'm 98 years old and I'm fucking tired. I was gonna say I think that he there's no hunger anymore. Like he doesn't. Yeah. yeah. You know, he's I like, mean, why? Yeah. He's like. Yeah. He's like whatever. I'm 98. Who gives yeah, a shit? You know. Exactly. And I think that. Um, and I I I like appreciate the desire to continue on his legacy through a second part because there was there was parts that were in the first one like you know and then they were like in history of the world part two you know they have like all these like jews in space whatever so that was like a thing that happened they had hitler on ice so it was like (laughs) so they did have um he's purring (laughs) 
I've been scratching his chin this whole time, and he's Very loving it. So is it a helicopter just or is it a kitty? It's a kitty. Um, so there were. S- <laughs> so distracting. <laughs> I can't stop. He I won't wonder, let me. I wonder if he's gonna hold on. I'm gonna put put the microphone near him and see if we can capture some of these pairs. <laughs> no. There you go for you listeners. If you're feeling down, some kitty purrs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I sorry. I had to send that picture. Okay. <laughs> okay. Anyway, keep going. Um. So yeah. Overall, it was not a must see. It was you could miss it, and th- there was like. There was, like, a whole, like, so the Council of Nicaea thing, like, came together and, like, decided what they wanted to do about, like, how to show, like, Jesus Christ or whatever, you know, so they had that, but then, and it was, like, (laughs) and I thought this was kind of funny, because I feel like it was very true to like what happened historically was they were like well let's portray him as a white guy like white (laughs) guy blue eyes and so the actor that plays him like they did like a trailer for like like a jesus christ trailer (laughs) and and i was watching it and i was getting a little offended but then i realized it was supposed to be offensive like because i was like i'm not even a christian and this is a little like messed up and it was with a guy that brock o'hearn guy remember the dude that's famous for putting his hair up in a bun that you were like, this guy's bumming me out. No. <laughs> yeah, he played Jesus. That Instagram guy? Yes. Oh, man. Yeah. That's the most offensive thing I've ever heard. <laughs> so, he, there was like a trailer that they made, like a fake trailer, and it was called like um, Resurrection or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> but it was just, it, there, there were some parts, but I think that they could have probably made it into like three episodes and it would have mm. been a lot better. It was, it was too much dragging on. And I think that was the, the beauty, again, of the original was that they had these short bursts and they were funny and then they left alone and never brought it up again. But they kept like, they'd have like a scene and then it would be like the second part of the scene in the oh. next episode. And then like, the and yeah. so some of them were, I could have left you know, but yeah. it was kind of a bummer. I mean, I, yeah, I had pretty sucks. low expectations, but... That's disappointing still. Yeah. So, I mean, I wasn't, like, terribly disappointed because I went in pretty much being like, do not expect anything. Don't even expect to like this. And I came out going, I laughed. It made me laugh. Okay, yeah. that's fine. That's... But I'm good. Like, I... If I ever am wanting to watch anything like that again, I'll just watch the original. Yeah, you know, that's I'd watch. I'd rather like. watch the original. So... Sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> he's just he's, he's he really made himself it. comfortable. He really did. He's like, guys, I know you're doing something, but this is much more important. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I don't get any attention. No. I don't get any snacks. He never gets any attention. No one ever feeds him. No. He's starving. And they are so- <laughs> Yeah. I know. <laughs> He's like, I need Sarah Meow Glacklin. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Sorry, sorry. No loud noises. So um Mike Aww. and I on Saturday we were just sort of like chilling and uh we watched like baseball was on, so we watched baseball and then um AEW, which is a wrestling program, is was on on Saturday randomly. And when that was over, the channel that it was on, I think it's TNT, mm-hmm. <laughs> played um, Furious 7. Yeah. And so we just had that on while we were hanging out. 
just you know like and it's the most ridiculous movie uh how many are there there's i think eight? there's a 10th one coming out this really? year really wow yeah. they will, i knew they had a lot of and, them and uh this one was the last one that paul walker was in oh okay wait was this one where he was like like cgi'd into Part, the movie yeah, partially part of it, yep. okay because mm-hmm. he died halfway during filming or whatever yeah, yep, okay exactly and i've listened to almost all of the the newcomers podcast episodes about the fast and the furious franchise and they're pretty funny and i've seen probably five or six of the fast and furious movies i can safely say five uh-huh. i've seen so i know enough about that world to appreciate the humor about it that they talk about in the the subsequent movies that i've never seen and i'd never seen furious seven and it was so crazy they had a scene where they were in cars in a big cargo plane and they drove their cars they like parachuted their cars (laughs) and just landed on their tires (laughs) and kept driving and i said to mike like isn't there a way for somebody on the ground to like park those park the cars they need in the forest and then they just parachute themselves in (laughs) it was so ridiculous it's i if people are looking for a podcast to listen to uh and you like movies uh i would recommend newcomers because they've done they've done the lord of the rings series they've done star wars they've done fast and furious they've done tyler perry which is maybe the like the weirdest funniest sounding movies i've ever but not funny like coming like the weirdest movies i've ever seen that make billions of dollars oh yeah and uh, they did marvel which made me laugh out loud quite a bit because i I, i've seen most of the marvel movies so uh i would recommend their series wait is it is it like famous people that do it it's nicole byer and lauren lapkus oh okay Uh, oh yeah but Oh, Lauren that was had the a, one where you told me about where um where Nicole Byer said something about uh Robert Redford. She, yeah, she's like, I love Robert Redford. <laughs> you were like, this reminds he was me of in, you. Uh, he was in one of the Captain. I think he was in the Winter Soldier. But anyway, yeah. Lauren Lapkus is on maternity leave during the Fast and Furious podcast episode, so she's with a guest host, and I can't remember his name now. But they're just as funny. But anyway, so I was telling Mike as we were watching Furious Seven. I'm, you know, maybe someday they'll they'll sell our podcast on their episodes but for now we're giving them free advertising i was telling uh we love you so fyi yeah (laughs) about the new like the newcomers episodes and i was like no one ever dies in these movies even people who you see die (laughs) they will bring back like two movies later and just explain away their death scene you know oh yeah my head i know uh, it looks like it was falling off my body but it was actually a optical illusion (laughs) so every time um yeah exactly and so like every time something would happen and just and like ex- accept it he'd be like we'd be like no this person's not dying because they'll just come <laughs> right, back right, you know right. and uh they showed a scene vin diesel's marriage to michelle rodriguez's character in the movie uh-huh. and she's wearing like this really pretty wedding dress and he's wearing uh, like a white uh, tank top i there used to be called wife beaters i don't know what they're called <laughs> now but um anyway the, and, and i was like that's on his wedding day that's what he wears <laughs> on his wedding like, day what? anyway and so don't even try <laughs> don't even try just wake up roll out of bed yeah. and then throw him some pants i guess and like <laughs> the movie the, the franchise starts and vin diesel's group his crew his family uh-huh. is uh they're the bad guys like they are like paul are walker they always the bad guys or? no paul walker is, is working with the fbi and he's infiltrating their 
little group because they they rob delivery trucks of like dvd players (laughs) which didn't really age well sounds like a lucrative Um, and uh (laughs) so i guess you're right i didn't even think about that but i'm like and i'm like i'm like who fucking yeah well i mean that i mean it's like a 1997 or 99 or whatever yeah that's true yeah i guess i really but yeah so anyway so paul walker infiltrates their group and it's kind of like a why wouldn't you rob like a bank well i mean i think the idea is like robbing a bank is too easy but if you sell all these dvd players on the street you know (laughs) anyway all that's to say is later in the series pretty quickly actually they suddenly start working with the fbi like the fbi or the cia need like people who can drive erratically and fast okay i guess <laughs> so they become good guys but they didn't start, like that's not how the movie started so it's pretty bonkers it's just it sounds kind of fun though they are fun like i think the first one is really fun i think the second one is pretty boring vin diesel isn't in it and it's a whole different feel because it's paul walker sort of carrying it and i think the two of them together have the magic formula and yeah, the third paul walker, one like by himself like like rust in peace and everything but He's never really, he's never been the type to like, you watch him and you're like, I can't stop watching him. Like, he's kind of bland. You know what I mean? Well, I, mean, I don't know. I'm I've only seen a couple of movies. I'm not suggesting that Vin Diesel isn't, but <laughs> I'm saying the two I've of them Triple together. <laughs> I'm saying the two of them together. And I don't mind Paul Walker. He was in a movie about like husky dogs in the on the south pole that i thought was kind of fun it's a kid it's a family movie but i think i know you're talking about i think the two of them together to your point yes i think and i think the two of them together are uh the the combo that's needed but anyway and then the third one is tokyo drift Uh which is neither of them are in it it's about a kid and who goes to tokyo and and then the fourth one is back to form. And Gal Gadot is actually in yeah, some I, of them. I, remember, I do know so, that because uh, when I was like online, like writing online, I would use her. And I used a bunch of screenshots of her from those movies. And yeah. I was like, I was like, what? I was like, she's in a bunch of them. Why yeah. didn't I even know this? You know? Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, they, they are fun, but they get increasingly more and more ridiculous. That's not surprising. Series <laughs> 7 was pretty insane like yeah. it's just one bombastic thing after another so we had kind of a good time and the thing is like michael will record aew and because it's on wednesday nights and friday nights and so he'll record things sometimes and he'll show me things that are of interest because i don't i don't have that channel and sometimes afterwards well on wednesdays let's say a movie will start playing on the channel afterwards but you only get like oh yeah because yeah, it cuts you know, off five right. or six minutes so it's kind of fun to like guess what the movie is because you can just see the, like the opening credits you know right so i kept waiting for this movie to cut off because i thought he was showing me a recording but it was live tv so i was like weirdly excited that we got to have the whole thing on even though it's so ridiculous. we were talking through it. we were novel like, you know but it was That's it fun. was a novelty like it wasn't like if I woke up on Saturday morning, I wouldn't be like, I'm so excited to watch Furious 7 tonight. Like, it wasn't <laughs> right. a plan, but it was actually, it, like, you know, kind of a... Uh, um, impulsive? Organic. Organic. Organic situation. There so, you go. That was there fun. There you go. That sounds like fun. Um, do you want to talk about some movie? Let's do it. Okay. So, so. listener John recommended this movie yes so thanks john for the recommendations and uh 
Let's talk about it. Take it away. You want to give a synopsis? Uh, sure. So uh, Queen Anne is a very sickly queen, and she has this uh, companion named Sarah who is incredibly manipulative. And Sarah's cousin comes to the castle and wants to get work and uh, named Abigail and uh, Abigail and the queen start becoming closer and it's like just this war between these two women and yeah that's pretty much it yeah um so what do you think of the movie um I thought that I was gonna like it because I'm a pretty big Emma Stone fan mm-hmm. she's one of my favorites so I was actually like curious about it and, and wanted to see it and I don't, I mean, I feel a little embarrassed, but I think this movie is maybe too vulgar for me. It <laughs> like was. There were some parts where I was pretty like. Pretty vulgar, okay. and it's pretty crass. <laughs> it is pretty vulgar. The language is pretty crass, and like, there, like there's some vomiting in it that grossed me out, which is saying something. Yeah, because I was <laughs> I thought I think I counted like it was either three or four yeah. times that they showed vomit. I do not like watching vomiting. I like to me like I know you think that in comedic it can be funny. I think it can be funny, right? But to me, like in general, it's yeah. I don't. It's like just bumps me out in general. You know, movie was like, and I felt like none of the characters were really likable, and that was really that becomes really hard to watch, and it made me feel like dirty when it was done, like dirty because it's just it was kind of sad and depressing and everyone was sort of hateful yeah and it was like i said crass and vulgar they use like it didn't they seem the, like anyone was genuine there exactly yeah and and i thought all everything being equal like if the story was exactly the same but they just made it a little bit more refined i think i would have enjoyed it because it's it's such a like catty movie right and these women are just like falling all over themselves trying to it's, win the favor of the queen and and emma stone and rachel vice and uh olivia, olivia coleman, coleman mm-hmm. like all three powerhouse actresses oh, and they sure. do really good jobs it's just the movie itself is not it's not like a movie i ever want to watch again mm-hmm. and uh so i just i i think my at the risk of sounding too posh it was too <laughs> vulgar for me <laughs> And it I feel like that's vulgar. saying something. And I think one of the things that I didn't like is that I think that the C word is a really ugly word. But and and so like it's it's kind of shocking to hear. Yeah, and they, they were using used it very it liberally. Way too much. <laughs> and I was like, cut cut it out. Like cut down ninety five percent of the the use of that word, and it will actually have the emphasis you want. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I to- like say it once. That's yeah. all you need, and maybe and so twice. I, I like it's like you're you're ruining this because I think as you become an adult, swear words sort of lose their mystique because you're allowed to swear. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. But I still think the c word is ugly enough where it's like only used for special occasions, and this movie is like trying to ruin it for everyone. See, I love that word but only in the context of someone is just too heinous to be called a bitch <laughs> so they're a fucking cunt sorry excuse my language but I don't it's mind true you said it. i just like i like, just don't like to say it it's like that it, like in my opinion i have met people women specifically like that and they are not bitches they are c words <laughs> so yeah so i think like 
I'm specifically it, thinking of I'm not, one person. <laughs> I, I'm not trying to like lay judgments on people who use it. So don't, if anyone's misunderstanding mm-hmm. me, I just think it's it's still like a prized swear word that you that's like <laughs> sitting on this little like pedestal yeah. with a light shining on it. Like for them to just throw it around liberally is is like it's like it was very they weird. were like Rockefellers with swear words, you know? Like just, it was it was very weird. So I I, I just and I and I just don't I didn't really care for that because I I thought. It's showing the ugly parts of society, and I get that, but it's also kind of an ugly movie in that way. And that, it, yeah, for sure. And I can't explain it beyond just saying that it, it crossed some sort of line for me where it stopped being clever and it stopped being hyper realistic and started being like tired. <laughs> you know, yeah, the yeah. vulgarity got a I little bit tired. I can see that. Yeah. So I can I, see that. I don't even know if that answered your question. If I, I don't know if I, I think I liked it, but I didn't like it at the same time. No, I get it. So I how, get it. How about you? Um, I liked it more than I thought I would. I, I, um, it kept my interest the entire time. I, um, as a, I have not taken my ADHD medication today. So, and I paid attention to the entire movie and I didn't even look at my phone. And that's saying something. Because again, sign, I got yeah. ADHD. So my head's always all over the place and I didn't take my medicine today. Um, but um, I, yeah, I, I liked it more than I thought I would. But I also agree with you that there's like, it's a movie where I'm not like i'm not upset that i saw it like i'm kind of glad i saw it i don't know if i really care if i ever see it again you know what i mean like yeah. it's well you know because you, you said that mm-hmm. um i think the casting was really good i think that everyone did a really good job um i like seeing nicholas holt play these like little bitchy <laughs> like, <a> like, dandy. <laughs> like shitty like just he's like oh i don't like that he's so prissy like he's so bitchy and prissy like and uh and i kind of liked him in this role where he was like he just—he was just such a little brat. Like mm-hmm. he, like, like he pushed her in the ditch, and he's like, "Oops, <laughs> my bad." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, or, or tripping her. Like he was just such a little shit. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, I think is that about him is that you know throughout the movie what to expect from him that he is going to be a little shit. You know, and this and in this movie, I, I had a hard time. Like, I empathize with Queen Anne, but I would not say I liked her. Mm-hmm. I thought she was very childish and immature. Yeah, big time. Um, I actually Naive. Thought, yeah, I did I did some uh, research on her, actually, and I thought this was kind of interesting because they said that she has gout in the movie, but um, there is a theory that she could have actually suffered from, like, a- an autoimmune disease instead, which is maybe why her children weren't surviving and i thought that was like oh okay that would make sense and why Hmm. would they know that since it's like 1600s you know yeah um and she she died in like 1717 so uh also interesting and i was talking with sam about this earlier but she is the one who knighted isaac newton (laughs) so that's kind of fun (laughs) yeah um i love history and i love isaac newton because he was a huge piece of shit that's not why i love him that is why i love him Uh, um but yeah no i i i did like i liked it more than i thought i would i i had i enjoyed watching it you know in in general i'm like i i don't think i would have liked i i I would have rather not paid for it (laughs) to be honest with you I, i paid for it to watch it on amazon but yeah overall i it was yeah so but it wasn't you know it wasn't like one of my favorites or sure. anything. Yeah. <laughs> Get it? Because like 
the name of oh. the movie is the favorite. <laughs> oh. You have to say it in the British way. The favorite. Uh, the favorite. The favorite. The favorite. You can't tell, but I'm saying it in the British spelling. The Are favorite. You, the favorite. The favorite. The favorite. <laughs> yes. I'm saying it correctly. No, you're not. I'm not saying it correctly. <laughs> it sounds like you don't put the U in it when you say it. A favorite. No, I don't hear it. You're too American. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> it was kind of funny. Um, so immediately my first note is Sarah seems to be incredibly manipulative. I oh, never liked really? Sarah. <laughs> I mean, Sarah was like, first of all, Sarah was a shit human like and i understand why she was manipulative and what she did what she did and i even empathize with that because i think that you know 1600s you're a woman you have almost no power and you have this power with this the queen that you've been kind of like i mean according to the wikipedia (laughs) um it seems like they were friends for a long time, but this movie just did not put her in a light that was really nice at all. Like, it was like, she's from the beginning, like, insulting Anne, and I was like, if I was the queen, I'd be like, get this bitch away from me. Excuse me, get this cunt away from me. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, she is an awful person and she called me a badger so bye you know like get a, you know but i think that it's i also think that it's a situation where Anne has suffered so much loss so much profound loss and she probably wants to keep the few people that she does love by her side and um and I and I understand I understand that from like a psychological perspective why she would keep having uh, I keep wanting to call her Rachel I yeah. keep <laughs> Sarah by her side I I understand why she did that but I just like I couldn't I was just like she's just so continuously mean to her though you know yeah I think that their relationship is really interesting because I think it's like the whole. And Anne has some issues. I don't know if she has mental issues or if she's just been sheltered her whole life. But she's also had, like you said, like profound loss. She oh, lost yeah, big time. all 17 of the children that she was pregnant for died in either miscarriages or right after birth or whatever. And, and some were still born. Yeah. And so she's suffered loss. Her husband is no longer alive anymore. He's not even in the movie. They don't even talk about him. Yeah. And so here's this woman who's probably incredibly lonely, incredibly sad, and she's in her she's queen of England, so that's in itself a, a lonely job. So here's Sarah, who's her companion and her friend, and she's offering her friendship, and at the same time she's offering her just this horrible, mean gaslighting like she she was so terribly mean to her she was the interesting part about their relationship is that i i think Anne really did love sarah i think she was really in love with sarah and i think sarah loved Anne. but i the question that you're like you ask when you're watching it is what does sarah love more having the ear of the queen and effectively being queen herself because she's making all these decisions oh, for yeah. Anne or does she, she was love almost Anne? like queen regent almost yeah, yeah. like does yeah. she love Anne for Anne or does she love Anne for 
what she can make and do. And I think that I that, think it's the second one. Yeah, but I think that there is a little bit of love there. Not enough love. Like mm-hmm. I would never if Anne was my friend, I would never be like, No, dude, she loves you. I would be like, yeah. You probably should find someone else. But <laughs> I'd be like but, Anne, um, Annie, honey, yeah. darling. Sarah's a bitch. But I think it's stay away from her. <laughs> I think that they I think that in a more in a situation where those two women like were in a society in the time where they could be together and and wasn't queen and neither and like sarah didn't have anything to gain from her i think they could still have yeah a relationship but that doesn't mean that sarah would be nice like she's still no really i mean cool. i still she's think it would mean. be it would be emotionally abusive yeah. essentially yeah. yeah and uh and so i think that that's interesting where she's like really mean and then she tells so sarah is really mean to anne and then sarah tells anne that oh that, that, that's love like i tell you the truth because that's love and i was like telling the truth is love but you're not telling the truth in a loving way like right you know telling someone you love that they're like they look like a badger like you said and and telling the truth in calling them like acting like they're stupid or whatever that's not that's not love like that's not being honest because you love someone that's being mean oh yeah no that is i mean that's that's intentionally tearing someone down and then there's later that scene where um what was it where um hold on she she faints and um she she faints after announcing that they won't do the land tax. Mm-hmm. Or no, no, Harley announces it, and Anne faints, and she's like, uh, like being revived or whatever. And she's like, "Oh, the, I heard someone call me fat. Call me fat." And uh, and Sarah goes, "Oh, don't forget, ugly. They called you ugly." Yeah. And I was like, "Really?" So at her lowest moment, where she fainted in front of like a hundred people. And she's queen, so she's supposed to be like in, like on top of things. You're gonna just be like, oh, by the way, they think you're fat and ugly. Like, thanks, yeah, friend, right, <laughs> lover, whatever you are, you know. Mm-hmm. I was just so. It was just so like it, it's just as you're watching Sarah interact with Anne. I mean, I think that Sarah tears her down because she knows how sensitive Anne is and how. Uh, much of a broken person Anne is and it, according to Wikipedia it sounded like her and George um, of Denmark were like really cared about each other her Queen Anne and, and George of Denmark oh, so okay. it sounded like it was it was a marriage of convenience but it sounded like there was actual real feelings there oh, from okay. the, ba- the very the very basics that I read so just okay. like put take that with a grain of salt because I might not be totally right about that um but, you know, I mean, she also lost a bunch of children and some were like alive for a little bit and then died of like, like smallpox or something, you know, something, oh, some man. terrible disease that back in the day we didn't have vaccinations for. And so um, it, it just I mean, t- it, to me, like I, I, while I didn't really like Anne as a character, I also again, as I said, I did empathize with her because I think she's. She's just had a profound sense of loss, but she's also being manipulated manipulated by her closest companion who is like constantly putting her down. You know, I mean, I've been in a situation <laughs> I've been in situations like that and it's hard to like get out of that situation almost. And um and so I don't know. I I, I think that 
it's like I was kind of rooting for Abigail like the entire movie. Like I was really like, I was like, Abigail, I was like, Sarah sucks. You should take her out. <laughs> like I wanted to be like whispering in her, like the little devil in her ear being like, are you sure that you want to do that? Because you could do this instead and that Sarah will never be a problem for you again. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um, so the entire time I did not, I really was not caring what happened to Sarah. I was kind of like, well, if Sarah ends up dying, I'm, I think it's probably going to be partially her fault. Yeah. <laughs> in some way. You know, yeah. like she would have, she would have manipulated whatever situation to like her favor. And then it would have ended up screwing her over. That's what I kind of expected to happen to her, but that didn't end up happening. Although she did. Well, she didn't die, but that did kind of end up happening as she screwed herself over, essentially, more or less, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which, y- yeah. I was like, sounds like you made your bed, now you gotta lie in it, Sarah. Like, you know? <laughs> yeah, I think that we can talk about the end a little in a little bit, but yeah, I think that if I was in Sarah's shoes, I would have done some things differently at the end, mm-hmm. with the letter especially. Yeah, I, I didn't. I, I I think she did it out of desperation, you know. Well, I mean, if you know that Abigail is in the palace and Abigail has poisoned you, oh well, yeah, why would yeah. you just send a letter straight to the palace? Like, why wouldn't she send the letter with um that guy with the duck that uh, oh um go go dolphin go dolphin go dolphin I think yeah go dolphin. Like, oh, why wouldn't she send a letter with him so she knew that it got delivered and, and things like that? So, I uh, I do want to talk about Abigail, though, before we get there. I don't want to get too far into that because there's so much to talk about. So, Abigail's story I, I found really heartbreaking. Oh, my God, um, I know. So, her father was a gambler, and when she was 15, he lost her in a card game, so she had to, she basically had to sleep with a guy. Some yeah, guy yeah and uh, like that's pretty sad your own father and then later in life with like the movie starts and i think that maybe she just recently lost everything because her father like burned down his house with himself inside it and right so she was just reduced to nothing like she had a position she was he was he was higher up and right. they were wealthy and then she lost everything so she became a maid so she came to the palace because her cousin sarah worked there and she got a job as a maid and the maids were just so mean to her like I know. They, why did that one why was that one maid so mean to her i they were like i don't know if it's just like i'm so miserable and i'm just going to talk down to you cuz i'm miserable mm-hmm. and i'm putting all my anger on you or something but uh, it's yeah i i mean jeez any 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 sort of position in this life in this 17th century england just sounds so horrible yeah <laughs> like it does anything. she's in a- i don't care if you're an aristocrat a queen everything sounds awful mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it just i do not i would never want to live like she's in a carriage at the beginning <clears throat> and a man sitting across from her starts masturbating in the carriage yeah and then when she goes to leave he like hits her butt yeah and yeah. she falls into the mud and it's like not just mud, the it's mud, shit. Yeah, too. The, per, the, the the maid that she's that's like walking her through the house is like, oh, people shit in the streets here. Ugh. And I was like, that's so disgusting. And then I know, and then like sewer systems didn't come around yeah. until like towards oh. the like end of the nineteenth century. So cool. So then, <laughs> then you know, I, I want to believe that she was genuine at the beginning, that she actually was good hearted and nice, but she just turned cold so fast. She because did. She 
saw an opportunity to get her position back and she took it and she took it to extremes i thought like uh but i did think that she was very clever and she found a hole that sarah wasn't filling sarah was so mean to Anne, so abigail went the opposite and was just like super nice to Anne, and i thought that that was pretty smart i know well yeah she's like complimenting her hair she's like oh you have beautiful hair you're so beautiful blah blah, blah. and queen Anne's just like no i don't no no i'm not no and she's like no you are you are and i was like i'm like Anne, just accept these compliments like olivia coleman's a cutie you know <laughs> it's like you know Anne was annoying but it doesn't take away from her beauty you know um but i think that you're right she was very clever in that and i honestly like i think i agreed with what abigail did i think she's in a horrible horrible situation she said she was raped multiple times by it could have been a bunch of different men we don't know and that's kind of what it sounded like so she's like and then she when uh what's the guy her husband later yeah so masham comes in there and she's like are you here to seduce me or rape me and he's like i'm a gentleman she just like lays back and she's like so rape and it was like so accepting of like her situation i was just like that is Mm -hmm. i mean she was very like headstrong and i like that about her character but it just like the she just seemed to be like okay this is gonna happen and i was like that's so well so sad that you feel that way that you feel like that you're just like an object you know i mean yeah i thought that she said that though for effect because he didn't rape her no but i think she said that to point out that men like him rape maids right and so she just sort of went limp to sort of show him like hold a mirror up to his own behavior no i think you're i think you're right too but it was still it there was a weird acceptance of it done that no i don't i think she would i think she would have fought him because she i think she was was being clever i think yeah because she also (laughs) i thought she manipulated him really interestingly yeah because he really wanted to have sex with her and he thought he could have his way with her because he was rich and she's a maid but right. she grew up with privilege so she doesn't have a maid's mindset no, at that no. time and like, she's super intelligent yeah, and she's like she's, very well educated and so she, yeah. like, she wouldn't have sex with him right. until he you know so they they got married she basically she tricked him still didn't even have she sex didn't with even him. have sex with him she just like yeah the most unenthusiastic hand job she ever. wasn't even looking at him she was like just talking she's her like, way talking through like, like sarah and she's like yeah. waking him off and i was like this is hot this is really and, hot uh, <laughs> so i thought that it was interesting that she had a plan in mind like mm-hmm. she was like i'm gonna get back to where i belong right and i'm gonna use everybody i can and, and you know you know if she had had sex with him when he wanted to he none of that would have oh, worked no. out for he would have he would have been like cool so i got what i wanted from yeah. you i don't i don't so want moving on yeah like yeah. he wouldn't have been like let me make you my bride he would have been like we had sex that's what i wanted yep. bye yeah and so i thought oh you're pregnant that's not really smart. my problem <laughs> you know like pretty <laughs> smart of her to um to make him to to tease him like that until they got <laughs> married and then she got his you know she got a new position she got a position and she you know had that safety yeah. and i was like you know abigail you go about it really dirty but uh <laughs> when she used harley i keep i keep forgetting their names she used harley to her advantage as well mm-hmm. because she's like do you want to be enemies or do you want to work together and get yeah. what we both want and he was like okay i'm listening and yeah. i was like respect abigail respect and then he became prime minister <laughs> i know well i know and like and 
I thought Godolphin was very like he's like okay, and I was like I would have been like what? What do you mean I'm not prime minister anymore? You know I think I mean? that's I think that's how it went. I think in, so too because I've seen other I mean, he movies could have yelled later. Well, I've seen know? other British movies set throughout history, and um, I think that that's kind of how like the prime minister came and went mm-hmm. at the. I think the monarchy had more power then. Yeah. And yeah, I think sure, now sure. it's scaled way back and the prime minister has more power. Right. Right. And so I think though at that time though, I think the queen did have a little bit more. Well, I think, I think a lot of like what happened, what they would do was like done by like the whims of like the monarch rather than it being like logical or like thought through. It was kind of like, um, Dolphin, I don't really agree with what you're talking about. Cause she was, she was really into the Tory party, which is a conservative party and the Whigs are like the more like democratic. Um, and so I think that Godolphin was more of a Whig, wasn't he? And then, and she, but Harley was more of a Tory. And so she wanted a Tory on her side. Well, yeah. Yeah. And, so. and she also didn't want the war. So there was this whole subplot of the, the war, war, a war yeah. with France that I found, I put in my notes, like war stuff was a snooze. Yeah, like I, I didn't care about that. I didn't really the either. Political, the political part, I was like, I don't understand this. I don't know. Because she's like, we should stop the war. And then somebody else is like, we should sue. And I was like, you can just sue France for that's what? what? That's what like, is there, what, how, like, what does that mean? So it's like England v France. Yeah. <laughs> Who but, is going to uh, be like the high? Isn't that what a war is? I don't understand. But it, that's like, like, who's going to be the judge of this? Cause right. Yeah. Like, you have to get a judge. That's like Switzerland or something. But <laughs> I, I assume. Yeah. I assume sue for like, I, it must be different than what it means now. I think but it, it must I be. It I must didn't be. do any legwork because it's such a <laughs> it's such a throwaway story. It's just basically a vehicle in showing how manipulative Sarah was. Oh yeah, and big time. How later Abigail and Harley worked together to manipulate Anne as well. You oh know? yeah, yeah. I and mean, poor Anne so, was being pulled from every direction. Yeah, you know? yeah. She was. She really was. She was really needed to like wake up but it was too late i think well and i think she was just like it sounded like she was just constantly in pain and she mm-hmm. was she was so sick all the time and then at the end it looked like she had a stroke yeah she could she couldn't like lift her yeah arm. and she like, like one lift. one of her like her side of her face was drooping yeah, yeah i thought i was yeah like, i wrote that in my notes i was like did she have a stroke so it seems like it to me yeah. as well i thought that that was weird that that wasn't like a bigger part of it like all of a sudden she was just like droopy and like on one side of her body and i was like oh, that's very stroke like yeah they? but there was never any mention of it like no one was ever like queen anne is like something's wrong you know blah blah blah. i thought that, I that, that was kind of strange i actually thought that that was interesting because i think it's showing that while she has people around her all the time they're all neglectful yeah and in the end the only person that actually took care of her albeit very badly was sarah that's true and once sarah was gone she deteriorated fast because she's the central figure in all of their lives and they all want something from her but none of them wanted to help her or actually like take care of her right even abigail didn't actually want to take care of her she just oh, yeah you know well and that and, scene with the bunny oh, like oh yeah. god i, I hated had to, that i had to look away because i was like am i gonna watch I the, like i was so that nervous was at the i was end. about to see a bunny get squished so like so the queen <sighs> queen anne has 17 bunnies one for each of her children that is that died so 
fucking and, sad. And uh, throughout the movie, Sarah is just so cruel. Like, Sarah will, won't acknowledge the bunnies. She's just mean about the bunnies. She yeah. acts like, she's like, what What are those? I don't know. Yeah, she, and well, then, yeah, because uh, Queen Anne, like, in the beginning, she says, oh, say hello to the little ones. And Sarah's like, no, that's too macabre. I can't. I can't possibly do that. And at first, I was like, they're bunnies. Why can't you? But then it was explained later that, like, they were more or less, like, her children. Yeah. Or placement like, for children. Like, memorials of her children. Right. And so, Anne also, or Abigail also did something smart where she took an interest in the bunnies. Yeah. But then, so we've watched this whole movie, which, like I've mentioned, is, like, pretty crass and pretty vulgar and in your face. And at the end... At near at the very end abigail like rests her foot on one of the bunnies and starts pushing down and i was like i would not be shocked I, after watching everything in this movie I, I would not be shocked if she killed that bunny right now I but was she getting so she nervous just did it until it squealed and then stopped and i right. was really thankful but that's like you know it it's sounded, so cruel but you could and, almost hear like a cracking sound it, it was yeah, it, it sounded, wasn't good it, it wasn't good it sounded like that bunny was injured like in some way i mean yeah. it, it walked it walked away or bounced away fine but it was still like I if if I was Queen Anne and I saw someone do that to my bunnies, I would probably burn them at the stake. Well, <laughs> I would like I'm not kidding. If I was Queen, I'd be like, "That's my child." <laughs> I mean, yeah, but child, at I'm that point, she was you. she was so powerless. Like I know she was weak and she was sick and she had had whatever I don't think happened she even to noticed. her. So I think well, she was no, like asleep. She, saw or something. she like looked up and she heard it squealing and oh, she looked. Oh, and, that's right. That's right. And, that's, yeah. and she got mad and then she made what's her name she made abigail like rub her leg and right. she like leaned on her head and so it was actually, very i really want to talk about that last shot of the movie i think okay. since we're on it right Do now it. yeah that's good that's so fair. so basically <laughs> she hears the squealing and i think she did see what abigail was doing and so she got up and started walking around and she was really angry and i think she realized like sarah had been trying to warn her that abigail was bad news and she was like no no abigail's not bad news and i think she near the end of the movie she started realizing that abigail wasn't the nice angelic no definitely companion that she thought she was and so she um abigail tried to be like well let's get you let's get you laid down let's get you back in bed and and Anne was finally like not having it like she like the wool was off of her eyes she knew the truth yeah and she told abigail to kneel she's like kneel and then she's like rub my leg and i wasn't sure if rub my leg was code for give me a hand job or rub my leg because then she like she's like i feel dizzy so she puts her hand and she like grabs abigail's hair yeah and abigail like winces and but she keeps rubbing her if it's her leg or her vagina, I'm I, not I, sure I, I that it's, tell you can't either. tell, yeah. but they have a sexual relationship, so it could be either. Right, right. And I liked that shot because it's like, Abigail didn't actually win. Right. She's, she's basically a prostitute. I mean, essentially, Queen yeah. Anne. Like, yeah. I mean, she, so she, she got what she win wanted. Anything. Right. Well, she, she got what she wanted. She got the house. She got the, I think, apartment or something, yeah, she you got know, 2000 a year. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's title. I'm, I'm assuming that's, I would, you know what? Let's look it up. It's I'm really like, curious. It's I like really 1711, I think is, the is year. it? Yeah. Oh no, seventeen. That's the okay. year it takes place. I'm gonna see. I, I love finding out. Um, let's see. So like, uh, seventeen eleven to twenty three. Put it in inflation. Pounds. Let's see. To put it in pounds. Oh, that's right. Well, 
I'm I'm not going to because it's pretty close to <laughs> whatever. I d- I actually don't know what the exchange rate is between either. pounds and dollars in seventeen eleven. Exactly. So I'll just do. Let's see. So she did. Th- what was it? Two thousand a year. Mm-hmm. So sh- that would be a hundred and fit. Actually, it's almost a hundred fifty one thousand in yeah, American so, dollars. Yeah. So, so that's pretty. Wealthy. I would say that's probably more or less about the same yeah. amount. You know, maybe. Maybe even a little more. I'm not sure, but um, the either way, that's that's nice. <laughs> that's like, that's generous, a nice. Generous. That's a nice living. You know, like yeah. I wish I was making that money. You know, like I wouldn't. You know, um, I'd maybe buy a house or something. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, like so. Yes, she got everything she wanted, but you're right. She's essentially still at the beck and call of the queen, and. Who knows if the queen is even, like, going to hold her in her favor anymore. You know what I mean? I mean, we don't know. And so the ending, like, did you want to say more about the ending or? No, I just, that's all I wanted to say. Yeah, it was, and I, I, the, the expression on Abigail's face was like, what have I done? You know? I think she knew what, I think, like, the truth of the, I don't think she was like, what have I done? I think she was like, beneath the facade, I am just a prostitute currently yeah for the queen and yeah i yeah i well i think i think she's yeah she's she's realizing like maybe this is like always my station in life you know what i mean and it's first of all the whole thing about her dad like selling her off like made me like see red i was like how dare you do that to your daughter how dare you you know like if you fuck up, why do you have to sell another living being to like like you go out and you suck some dicks to pay your fucking? I know, right? <laughs> like, like, why should have been have the, to do he should have been the one that had to do that, not her? <laughs> yeah, like, why? Yeah. I'm like, you messed up. You go fucking fix your fucking problem. Don't sell your daughter into sexual slavery. You know, mm-hmm. that's essentially what it was. Yeah, and 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 I think Abigail probably just came to terms with it over the years. But I she. She kind of like talked highly about her dad too, and I was surprised that she did. And you know, maybe it's just a different time period, and that's more normal. <laughs> I'm saying that because I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. But uh, like it, it's you know, and and uh, I keep I keep wanting to call Sarah Rachel. It's like really hard. I don't know why. She doesn't look like a Sarah to me. <laughs> so Sarah was like, oh, yeah, she he, she said something about the that he had charm to burn. And I was like, what does that mean? I think it means that like, like he's just he, really charismatic. He's or? charismatic and gregarious and he can get anyone to do anything. He's a salesman, basically. Right, right. Which is probably how he convinced his daughter to sleep with a man to help him with his debts. Yeah, you know? that was what the size of a balloon with a thin cock. <laughs> what she said yeah <laughs> i was like okay <laughs> um did they like balloons oh i guess hot air balloons i was thinking like like a like um rubber is it rubber that's not like no they might be latex i was thinking balloon like a regular balloon that you blow up yeah, <laughs> yeah. i think it's latex isn't I, it i don't know <laughs> whatever it is either way and i was like i was like was that a thing back then and i'm like oh right there's hot air balloons that was a thing probably back then i bet um but was it <laughs> no i, I don't know, know. <laughs> um 
So, okay. So, um, there was that scene where they're like at a party and, and the queen's like, oh, I have to do sno- new stockings. You can see the blood leaching through the stocking. That really bumped me the fuck out. <laughs> it really, like, it really gross, grossed me out. She, I was had like, gout. she had gout on her yeah, legs. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that, I thought that was interesting. Uh, that scene was ridiculous when uh, Sarah and Masham started dancing was that a real dance from the time? Because that was the most I was wondering that bonkers dance I've ever seen. Like, it what were they doing so half the time? Weird. It was like they were both doing something really weirdly avant-garde, but also <laughs> medieval at the same time. Yeah. And it was, it was maybe the funniest part of the whole movie. But it was also I just kept wondering. I was distracted because I was kept wondering if it was a real dance right. from the time, you right. know? And uh, and I, <laughs> I don't, I don't know that I. It's just it was. If you're gonna watch it for anything, maybe that's it. Was just like I know, like he's like bouncing down the aisle, like it was just so bizarre, and like it's it didn't seem like a real dance, but I don't know that much about. I mean, I don't know anything about seventeen sixteen hundreds seventeen hundreds dances to be like, oh yeah, that was definitely a thing. I mean, just because I work at a dance studio doesn't mean I know anything. You should ask them. Maybe they have a magazine from back then. Yes, they do. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, uh, let's see what else. Um, I liked, so I want to talk about that scene just one more. I, I thought it was interesting that Harley, so Harley manipulated her multiple times in, in what I also thought was Wait, a pretty Anne? clever way. Yeah, Harley uh-huh. manipulated Anne. So, so she was talking about raising the tax for the landowners, raising the tax, raising the landowner tax to pay for the war in France. Right. Because that's what Sarah told her to do. Right. And Harley, who was on the Tory side, like you said, played by Nicholas Holt, right before the ball, like she shows him her gross stockings. And then he says something really manipulative. And he's like, you should know that everyone's really upset about you raising the landowner tax they're they're pretty pissed off and so then when and so that's like an interesting juxtaposition so she's coming to the ball and she's excited because mm-hmm. it's a ball and then she hears that the people of her country are mad at her and she has this like very fragile nature anyway you know and she sees Sarah and Masham doing the most ridiculous dance. And so she's just like, this yeah. is it. This yeah. is, shut she it like down. She screams shut like, it no. down. I want to go home. Yeah. Or I want to go back up to my room. And she then was very immature. Later, and then later in the movie, uh, like you talked, you alluded to it, where she was going to make the announcement to Parliament that she was raising the tax. Abigail had told Harley ahead of time that she was planning on raising the tax. So Harley stood up and said, let me just come before you say anything let me commend you for not raising the taxes and not putting an extra burden on all of your people and that's why she fainted because she couldn't then say right, right. i'm raising the tax it didn't feel like an, so, a real faint it felt like it a, felt like oh, a fake faint yeah and then like you also said that after those times like Sarah really didn't console her that much. No, but then she her ugly. So after they <laughs> after they left the party, that's when Abigail sees Sarah and Anne having uh, sex with each other. Right, and so that's how she then she realizes that that's how Sarah has such a tight grip. Yeah, on yeah, them right. on, on Anne. I mean, is that they have a, a sexual relationship? So right. then Abigail just decides to start 
having sex with the queen as well. Like, no. it, like the, the, it would seem from, very from, bold like, idea to, to from like idea to reality, it was like two steps, and she was like suddenly having sex with well, the queen. Like, well, she like the queen was like come in and like rub my legs, and I was thinking like just rub my legs, you know, like she's in pain, she wants to rub her legs. But then it turned into like something more. Well, I think that it was supposed to be something oh, more. Oh, you because, think so? I, well, no, I wasn't because sure about that. The, so the queen was away, and Abigail went into a room, took all of her clothes off, and laid down in the queen's bed. Oh, that's that's right. And then that's the queen true. came in the that's bedroom, true. and she's like, "What are you doing here?" And Abigail's like, "I'm sorry, I fell asleep." And then she stood. <laughs> she's like, "The butt naked, so lovely, like, butt naked." Oh yeah, and yeah, she got dressed yeah. in front of the queen, and then that same night, the queen had someone come to her room and bring Abigail to the queen's room to rub her legs. And so I was like, I don't think she, I think she's looking for, uh, okay. Yeah. I think she's right. looking yeah. for sex. She's not she looking for her legs to be rubbed. Yeah. That, that's what I was thinking anyway. And I, I think like, I think you're probably not wrong. I think if Abigail had just rubbed her legs, then it wouldn't have become sexual. But that was like, the queen had sort of like opened the door like right let's right, do this we right. both want it <laughs> well and i think abigail was like oh i do know what she likes yeah because of watching her and sarah mm-hmm. you know and she was probably like okay you know like gotta get what you want you know so <laughs> so yeah so then and then but then, little <laughs> whatever <I don't> know. <laughs> and then Anne comes in and they're like and sees them laying in bed together and so no no uh sarah comes sorry sarah comes in and sees them laying in bed together Uh and then she fires abigail because abigail was technically her servant right but then abigail manipulates Anne and becomes Anne's Um, private servant well and it was i mean i thought it was so clever how she took like harley she like had him involved in it and meacham right that's her husband Masham. Masham. I can't keep forgetting his name. Masham. Um, and she basically like was was saying to uh Harley, like, well, we can have this happen, but you need to make sure that I become a lady. And I was like, Hell I was like, Hell yeah. I was on board. Like I I was like, good for her. She needs to get it somehow because her how else is she gonna get it? She doesn't have any money. She's scullery maid. And you, you know? saw at the beginning how terrible it is for maids. Oh my like, god, and like the way that they were bathing yeah, too. Just, like, all like, of them just standing in a room getting cold water and like this really <laughs> weird soap passed I around. Know. I was like I didn't think that was soap. I thought maybe it was like a bladder of like a pig that they said was soap because I don't know. Was yeah, it soap even a thing not, then? Like, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, soap well, was a thing. I, I guess don't know. Soap if, was a thing. That, but they hardly ever said. bathed. That's why she said like, "Oh, you should wear gloves if you're using lye." Like, oh, that's right. You know? That's right. That's right. So yeah. I don't. I don't think soap was a thing. Like we know it, but right, I think right. it was a thing. Right. It's you just know. that they hardly ever bathed. Right. You know that the English, when the Vikings like took over, were really um, worried about losing their women to the Vikings because the Vikings bathed. Really. <laughs> yes. mm. The English were like, "We're stinky. We know it, and we're very proud of it." But our women really like these clean, hot, like tall, <laughs> like ripped blonde dudes so yeah. what are we gonna do well, about this i mean and, I, and they're like well you could bathe and they were like no we're not gonna do that um there's gotta be a better way <laughs> i mean they, they, it was something about I mean, that holds true today like if you bathe you're more likely to uh i'm just saying i, get I like a match a, i like a clean i like a hygienic person yeah what can i say you mm-hmm. brush your teeth you take a shower you you're already on top <laughs> as far as i'm concerned <laughs> 
yeah i thought that that was i read that somewhere and i was like that's that's pretty fucking great (laughs) um okay so could you explain to me maybe i just didn't get this but harley was trying to win abigail's favor right he's trying to get her on his side right why the fuck did he push her in a ditch well do you like i think he's still i mean so because he did a couple things like he pushed her in a ditch he tripped her he scared her like i think he was just establishing dominance i think he's like even though i want your help i don't actually need it because i can push you into this ditch right you know it was so weird he's just like i need your help boom i think he was just saying i think he was basically saying uh if you don't help me or if you work against me you're not gonna succeed because i'm still more powerful and important than you i yeah, think yeah no you're because probably it was right. also just like also it's just a very chauvinistic culture oh, yeah for sure you know in yeah. general so like all the men were trying to like slap her butt or or they were trying to sleep with her and <laughs> i did really like the one like cute sweet moment was when masham came into abigail's room and he was like dressed like a dandy you know like with the white (laughs) wig and the like beauty mark and pasty face and she was just like not she was not having she was kind of laughing at him and when he came out of his makeup and everything yeah and when he came out of her bedroom harley suddenly appeared because that's how harley dresses so you could tell that harley like had a hand (laughs) and he was like how'd it go and i thought it was like so sweet that they were i mean it's not sweet because basically he's like how'd you do sleeping with the servant that you're gonna drop right but if you just look at it from like a bro's perspective i thought it was really cute when he's like how'd it go and masham was like i don't think she likes it and then harley's like like, well next time oh yeah she bit his lips because they like kiss he was like why don't i give you a proper kiss or something and she's like okay and then she like bit him and he was like oh okay this is not what i was talking about (laughs) and harley was like oh well next time try the way try it your way and i thought that was really sweet but it was like not even sweet like the undertones of that scene were not sweet so even that moment in the movie wasn't like lighthearted. right but no, i, I still liked how harley and him were kind of like working together to try to win her favor right you know harley probably thought that his look was like hot yeah shit. like he was so. like look like, at me he was like i'm a foppish dandy <laughs> he's like i'm super like look at my sexy long my wig, white pasty you know? face <laughs> and there was one scene later it was like towards the end of the movie where he was watching he was like listening to music or something and his wig was like half pulled off his head i don't know if you noticed that but he was just sitting there and he was just like looked really tired and was out of it his they were, was like, like throwing <laughs> eggs at that naked man um that it was like fruit i think that they were th- no it was it was near the queen i can't remember what part it was it was a very like it wasn't it all right it wasn't I like think an I important part yeah. it was just i just noticed that he was sitting there and he looked like really out of it and his wig was half off his head <laughs> yeah no i i uh <laughs> I thought that was an interesting commentary on what was hot at the time, you know, and so that was kind of cool. I mean, it's very, you know, what it was that Charles II was, I think, her, so Charles of England, I guess, right? Charles II of England? I'm not sure. Um, Was her dad, I think, Mm. was Anne's dad. And wasn't he the one that was really into um, King Charles Cavalier Spaniels? Oh, really? I think that was him. Oh. I think. I don't know. Now I want to know. That's let's interesting. Look it up. Yeah, I think. Um, let's see, because I was looking it up earlier. Oh, no, her father was James the Second and the Seventh, which is 
same person. Oh, his brother was Charles too. And his brother Yeah, I'm I'm like ninety percent sure that he was the one that was super into all those the uh the dogs. But I could be wrong. But I don't know. It looks like him anyway. So it looks that you know what the guy who was into those dogs looks like. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I you do. Show me, you just show me a Renaissance painting, like, <laughs> like you had a, like you've seen a photograph of him, and you're like, oh yeah, this guy's to- oh my goodness, totally this is my old friend King Charles. Totally the, the guy who loves. He was supposed to Cavalier, give me a puppy King the other Charles day, but Van- he didn't. Oh. Can you believe? Oh, I have offended. a friend. I have a friend who recently got got one of those dogs, and she's so the cutest cute. little dog. They're so, so cute. cute. Yeah, yeah, I'm not I'm not sure. Um there's a lot of information about him, so I don't know like it, it doesn't have any it's not like I don't know. Let's see. I it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So anyway, I think I think that is him. Okay. I trust you. Oh wait, or what, maybe he was French. Story's changing. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know either. You know what? I don't know. <laughs> I think I I'm going to lo- lower it my certainty down to like just a look 70%. Up, why don't we just look up the dogs and we'll see. That's also smart. We could do that. I guess that makes Cavalier, sense. Cavalier King Charles Spaniel. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh, they're so cute. You know. A British breed of toy dog of spaniel type. Okay. Hang on. Sorry. I'm, let's see. Oh my gosh, they're so cute. Do you remember when we Here we, we were- go. Here we go. <laughs> okay. Breeders attempted to recreate what they considered to be the original configuration, a dog resembling Charles II Spaniel of the English Civil War period when supporters of the king were known as Cavaliers. So Charles II died in 1685. Oh, yeah. yeah. So that's, that's so got to be him then. He was the king of England, Scotland, and Ireland. And um, so I don't... Okay. Yeah. His successor was James, his brother. So okay. you okay. were right. Don't, oh. don't doubt yourself. Oh my gosh, I was right. right. I know, and You're I love right. history. But do you remember when we went to Maryland and we met yes. that little cute? I always think of that little dog. We were at the stables, like your cousin, where your cousin's horse was. And was that the cutest, the cutest little cavalier, King Charles Spaniel. He was so adorable. Was like, and every time you'd, I, I think it was, I think it was a she, because I think her name was like Maggie or something like that. But um, every time you'd pet her, she'd lay down and like, like wait for She's the pet. So it was the cutest. Cute. I I was like, I was legitimately like, Sam, you grab the dog, let's run. Yeah. I think about that dog all the time. I know, it was, me too. She was so cute. She was just yeah. like the happiest little, like, all she was was like, I get head pets, okay. And you're like, oh, no. Yeah. Very, very cute. <laughs> oh, oh, I love that dog. Um, yeah, that was, that was just the cutest thing. That was like, that was fun. Let's see. Um, Hold on. So there. So like, okay. So Anne like threatens to kill herself at one point. This is this is just why I feel like I'm not quite on board with Anne because I feel like she did it for like attention from Sarah rather than it being like a real 
actual oh yeah she was standing in the window i mean yeah Yeah. like she was like don't touch me don't whatever and and then sarah's like okay you're being ridiculous like come on down sarah said aim for the oh yeah yeah. say aim for the cobblestones because you might might bounce off the grass or something (laughs) like that like that yeah and so and i think it was she obviously knew that this wasn't like a real suicide attempt but i i i think I think the psychology of Anne is very interesting. Uh, like, just from a, like, I guess, scientific, psychological perspective. Um, as a character, though, I really, I was not, I, I thought she was very immature. And again, that could have just been a product of her upbringing, that she was sheltered, and she was probably married when she was very young. And then she lost so many children. So it's like, maybe almost like a reverting back to younger behaviors just because she just never really grew out of it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, But I really, yeah, I I mean, I didn't think any of these characters were particularly like it. (laughs) I mean, a great example of a character that I'm like, I love is like Melanie from Gone with the Wind. Like, (laughs) don't roll your eyes at me. That was, I didn't even mean to do that. It just happened. <laughs> and I told you about how I was at dinner with my mom and we were talking about God. <laughs> and I was like, I love Melody so much. <laughs> the love of my life. <laughs> I love Melody. <laughs> Why don't you marry her? I would. <laughs> In a heartbeat. Are you kidding me? She's wonderful. And I'd treat her better than Ashley would. I would have and I would have never kissed Scarlett. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> what a cad. I mean, Scarlet is the original hot psycho. Well, I think the thing is, is my I jam, think so. the thing about this movie is that none of these women, I don't think you're supposed to like them. No, I don't think so either. I think you're supposed to feel maybe pity. Yeah. For Anne and pity for Abigail, maybe. I don't think you're supposed to feel pity for Sarah. Because like you said, yeah, she I kind really of was like the right. archi- architect of her own demise. But... I don't think that they're supposed... They're not supposed to be Melanie no. from Gone with the Wind. No, Do you no, know what I mean? No, no one will be Melanie from Gone with the Wind. <laughs> <sighs> Melanie. <laughs> it's fine. I'm fine. But I, I do, okay. do think... I do think that... I don't understand why Sarah didn't tell Anne that Abigail poisoned her. Yeah. Um, that whole thing was... I can't believe that she survived that... Well, I can't horse ride. She got dragged across like by a horse, but she did you think she tasted the poison in the tea? I think she so did. So why did she drink the whole I thing? I thought that that was weird too. Yeah, cuz she like t- she like drank some and then she kind of had a weird look on her face like she was like something's not right here and then she I think she maybe did it like maybe I'm just like I, my brain is just not catching up with the tape, my taste buds or something. You know what I mean? Like maybe she was like, oh, maybe I just thought it tasted weird and it doesn't actually taste weird. You know, Cause uh, I, I've okay. done stuff like that before where I've like been like, is this weird? And then I like taste it again. And I'm like, no, this is definitely yeah. weird, but I didn't finish it, you know? So it, I don't think she finished the tea. I think she took those like two big gulps and then that was, or it was just such a tiny, because I think they're only like six ounces. Teas, teacups are pretty small. So she could have easily drank the entire thing in like two gulps. 
you know yeah but i think that's what and i then think she left so fast that i knew she like it seemed like she knew she'd been poisoned of, in some it way it seemed like she was sick or something yeah yeah but it was it was just strange that she yeah, yeah. that was and so then especially if you're suspecting your cousin of being a little nefarious like why yeah. would you trust anything that your cousin hands you why would but you I trust i mean do you think they were at that level yet though because I don't know if well, they were at that level yet. She but. definitely, well, she definitely knew that Abigail was manipulating things because Abigail had manipulated her way into becoming the queen's personal servant. She had right. slept with the queen. The, right. uh, Sarah knew that the two of them had had sex. Yeah. So yeah, I think they were at that level. Yeah, I guess. Uh, but, yeah. Um, I, I just, I just think it's really weird because it seemed like she knew that she was poisoned because she left immediately, and then. See, this is another thing that I didn't like that was too, like, too crass for me. So, she she puked on the horse because she was poisoned. She was dragged by the horse and then she was, she was dragged to this, like, little grotto where there was people having sex. And I was like, am I watching Game of Thrones? Because all I hear is, like, skin slapping <laughs> against skin and that's like, gross. Like the, and, and then, like, there was, like, a woman, like, against a tree and some guy's, like, doing her yeah, and she was just like, this is it. you could see that in the background. Like, and then... Like when she, she wakes she up, she was just like, "This is just my job." Like she was totally disconnected from the whole thing. I when mean, she wakes up, she's, why wouldn't you be? Like she's again. in a bed, and there's two people doing it and skin slapping <laughs> again corner. in the corner. Yeah. And I was like, "What is this movie?" Like? I felt like it was just too much. And then, and then a woman came in, and she's like, "Oh, you, you know, you're in a brothel. We found you." And through the course of this story, it wasn't all this scene. But then she said, like. You you can't leave. You have to stay, and and you can you know like she said, it's just so vulgar. Like I feel weird saying it. She's like, you can suck to make money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is such a gross. I know. Verb. She's like, like to, what a gross to verb. get food, and then suck, she had to get like twenty percent. Yeah. yeah, and then and the woman and then uh, almost called her Rachel. Like you did. I, I told you. And then you. Sarah Sarah was like, oh, go to this fountain. You'll see a man walking a duck, and he'll pay you know to have right. it released. And I was like. How can they keep this woman? You can't just keep a woman I know. captive just because she was injured. Well, like she said, you owe me money, oh, but yeah. I was like, okay, but she can't pay it a different way. She has to become a prostitute because yeah. you say so. Like that's pretty bonkers. <laughs> yeah, and and I think that it was just thrown in there for more crassness, and that really it was very it didn't, it didn't serve a purpose. She could have woken up anywhere. I know, I know, and it seemed like these prostitutes or whatever were like helping her but then after she said that i was like uh, they weren't helping her they were hoping for money yeah and it, that made me feel like really icky like the whole situation made me feel like really icky because it was just so like if she had not been in a situation where she had the ability to pay she would have been stuck there more or less is yeah. what i think you know and it ju- it's it's just so uncomfortable and that like and then you see like the women like flashing their bums which wasn't like so much that bothered me but i do agree the whole like suck for your supper or whatever i was like okay no i'm too i'm too (laughs) delicate for this sort of language and all i can think of is like (laughs) it's just too crass like it's i mean it's horrible it's gonna be horrible being a prostitute i feel like regardless of what time period you're in but especially Especially that time period. Yeah, yeah, that was that 
was weird too. I don't know how historic historically accurate that was either. I don't either. And if it well, wasn't historically accurate, please do not include it in the movie because it's do, not essential. Well, no, I do know that in the on the Wikipedia page there were quotes from the actors that were like, "Well, historical historical accuracy was not the goal in this oh, movie." Okay. okay. So they probably did all. I mean, like, I find it hard to believe. I just don't know if I believe that people in that position not in the brothel but in this movie at the at the palace at the court around the queen like yes people are vulgar and yes people are crass in real life but i'm almost 40 and i don't think i've hung around with a large group of people that talked like these people did so i know they definitely took some liberties (laughs) because i just don't i i don't believe that people in that time would have just been i mean i was like shocked yeah and i am not like and i am a pretty desensitized person so for me being shocked at that is is shocking honestly (laughs) i mean you know yeah so i I felt like they definitely they definitely well also they don't know if sarah and Anne had a sexual relationship but they said i think on the wikipedia page it said that there was story of sarah trying to manipulate Anne by saying she was gonna release some of the letters that Anne wrote her right so people speculated that maybe they had a sexual relationship but people didn't actually know i thought it was weird that she threatened that and then immediately burned them i was like if i was like okay to me like this is the like this is the only thing that you have that's hold you're holding over Anne's head if you are a manipulative terrible person why wouldn't you keep the thing that you're holding over her head? Why would you destroy the evidence? Because then she was talking about Jonathan Swift, who's like a famous, um, I, he was writing like, I think, I don't know, I want to say like liberal newspapers at the time or something like that. Um, and was saying that she would contact him and like give him the letters and that he would post them. And so there'd be this huge scandal. And I was like, yeah, and that's a great like I'm not saying it's the right thing to do, but it's a great way to blackmail someone because it's effective, <laughs> you know. Like, hey, I'm going to destroy your entire life and everyone who cares about you. And it's like, but then she's just like, I guess I'm just going to burn these. Well, and it's I just, think I don't know. That's one of the things that I go back to when I think there was some real affection between them. Yeah, but it's just Sarah was Sarah her affection for power was more powerful than her affection for Anne. And so I think it was a double betrayal. And I think that's why Anne kicked her out of court because I think that first of all, Sarah comes back. So Sarah had been gone for days yeah, because she was injured and she had been poisoned. Oh, and Anne thought that she was just being like a brat and just doing this on purpose to Anne. She thought she would just, she just disappeared to like punish Anne. And then when she came back, you know, you've been gone for so long that you don't even have to manipulate. You can just be kind to Anne and she'll probably be so happy to see you. And you'll right. be like, I was injured. I was like, stuck and in this she place. She has proof. She's she had a huge yeah, scar on her face. She had a huge facial scar. And so she didn't have to manipulate her at all. But her first thing, like her first sort of business was being like, oh, remember those letters you sent to me about like you know wanting to like lay together naked and wanting all these sexual letters well uh they could get in the hands of jonathan swift the wrong person and and, like you didn't have to do that that was so extreme and i think that she felt guilty after after threatening blackmail that i think she burned the letters because she felt guilty and so she thought that telling Anne like Anne, i burned the letters i'm not going to give them i think because she's so twisted, I think that Sarah 
was under the uh, like under the belief that Anne would forgive her. But I think I it think so actually too. was a double betrayal because number one, she's trying to blackmail her, but number two, she has now destroyed this like relic of their relationship, oh, which yeah. is really hurtful. Yeah, well, you know? yeah. So Anne hearing a do what I want you to do, or I'll print these letters. That's hurtful. And then B, these letters that were so important to us that you put your heart and soul into, I actually burned. Like, that's, yeah. that's not, that's, that's really distressing. I mean, it's, and yeah, so, and they don't have, I wouldn't say that they probably have a lot of things that they do share as far as like their physical affection and love for each other because of the times and it was very taboo. Um, and, well, and Sarah was married. And, yeah, well, and, and uh, who knows, they could have started a relationship while Queen Anne was still married to George of Denmark. You know, we don't know. Um, there is something else I'd said I had written down that um, Sarah like threatens her with a knife at one oh, point. Oh yeah, yeah, she held a knife to her throat, didn't she? She. I wrote it down. I weird. forgot about that. I can't remember. Hold on. Um, let's see. Yeah. Oh yeah. So um, Anne requests Abigail. And Sarah, like, grabs a knife and is, like, holding it to her throat. She's, like, threatening her. And then she just, like, walks away. And she almost does kind of like a, <laughs> just kidding, type mm-hmm. thing. It was very, very, it was very weird. <laughs> yeah. See, again, if I was Anne, I'd be like, I don't know if I feel safe with this person in my house anymore. You know what I mean? Like, I'm yeah. like, you just, like, I don't care what our relationship is. You just threatened me with a knife. Like, this like this is not a relationship anymore you have taken this to a new level that we cannot come back from you know and like to me it's like it's past the point of no return um <laughs> yeah once you physically threaten violence mm-hmm. <laughs> do i still want to be around you probably not you know what i mean yeah and when sarah came back from her injury and poisoning mm-hmm. Uh, that's when she learned that while she was gone, Abigail had manipulated the manipulated the queen into letting her get married to Masham, right? And giving her a position so that Masham would marry her because he right. couldn't he couldn't marry a servant, right? It would and, ruin uh, his career. And, right. and while she was gone, uh, Anne said to Abigail, "Oh, so." Abigail does something pretty clever. She's like, okay, Harley, I will help you, but you have to help me and you have to tell Anne that Masham wants to marry me. And right. Because she didn't want the queen to think she wanted anything from yeah, the queen. No, I, I thought that was, that was pretty was clever. Really clever too, yeah. And so yeah. then so then the queen was like, Harley has told me that Masham wants to marry you. And, <laughs> I know. And Abigail says like, oh, I can't marry him. I'm just a servant. And, and Anne's and like, she's like, it would ruin his career and I'm very concerned about that yeah and i was like be faker and, and <laughs> was like and was like no 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 let me take care of that let's do it now before no. sarah comes back because if she was Anne's here she got a little romantic you. heart yeah. she just wants she's just like i just want to see you happy yeah. you know like, so they get married and yeah. then so and then sarah comes back and she confronts abigail and abigail's like you know what we both got what we wanted so can't we just be friends and sarah was like no and i thought like abigail it's a little too late like i know yeah, like we're like in abigail's <laughs> mind i think she was thinking like look everything's fine no harm no foul you're right. here i'm here i'm married i got my position back i'm not gonna try to stab you in the back anymore i got what i right, wanted right but sarah was like 
My face is disfigured. I woke up in a brothel and almost had to become a prostitute. You poisoned me. You've taken yeah. everything from me. No, we cannot be friends. <laughs> I, know, like, I, I know. I know. I mean, I can't like the audacity of, of Abigail to be like, hey, girl, sis, <laughs> <laughs> things are cool between us now, right? You and, understand. Like, to like have Sarah be like, girl, I totally understand. Like, no, she's going to be like, no and fuck you forever <laughs> i hope so, you died a ditch like you're a piece of shit yeah so that yes you were i don't understand why she would go straight to so harshly trying to blackmail the queen you know yeah I like don't, i think uh, she played that card badly like i don't think sarah's a likable character but i no, still think she no. could have done like i wish she would have been a little bit really wiser were. none of them were no. but i wish she would have been a little bit wiser because there were so many things she could have done differently to like win favor again and yeah and like when, be kind yeah well yeah that's Here's number a novel one idea. but then when godolphin was like maybe you should write a letter i hate his to name the queen <laughs> yeah it's stupid to say but that, like, when he's like maybe name. you should write a letter to the queen right and then he told the queen like maybe sarah will write you a letter so the queen's like looking forward to this letter and sarah writes it but abigail intercepts it like we talked about early and i was like why wouldn't you do something to ensure that it would get to the queen? Right, like then the give queen it banished to her, basically. Yeah, like hand it, basically yeah. hand it to him. Go, give this to the queen. Do not let anyone intercept you. Immediately go to her. Do yeah. not give this to anyone else. And yeah, and that could have. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand why she did that either. It's like. Because if I was Abigail and I'd seen that too, I probably would have destroyed it as well because I would have been a cold, heartless harpy, you know? <laughs> well, <laughs> like, you'd want to keep your position. I want to keep my but position. But she's married. Like, she's married. She's locked in. Like, I don't think, I don't think th- certain things, yes, certain things probably could get taken away from her, but she's like i mean for the most part yeah. i think she's i mean she's all set really right like, yeah like there she, she, she falls out of favor with the queen like well that would still be that'd be pretty i don't bad, know though. if masham i mean i don't know if the queen could make him get divorced or if because masham like you see them sort of like having this weird party where she's flirting with other men and he's oh, just kind like, of sitting there up sitting on some yeah. guy's lap and, and like, he's just like sitting would, there i thought she was like kissing him i yeah. wasn't sure what was going I think on she got close to kissing him but she didn't it was yeah it looked it looked but yeah. it was very it was very like inappropriate yeah, behavior it was, well, i mean would, it was, i mean like it was so like the level of disrespect towards her yeah. husband and i'm not saying he's a great guy or really even deserves respect because you know his past and what he tried to do with her like he clearly did not give a shit about her but he, but he's just sitting there like drinking and yeah accepting but like, the, it, like and it's just like so it's <laughs> it is really disrespectful but so I don't know if he would divorce her because if he hasn't by now, you know, I think I don't think oh, there was well. much divorce that happened back then because of the Catholic Church and everything. Yeah. Oh, I wrote down weirdest entertainments throwing fruit at a naked man. It was probably yeah. like rotted fruit too. I it bet. looked like rotted fruit, and he was just like, and he was, he was like kind laughing of laughing and like, laughing and sort of ducking out of the way. It was like he was covering strange. his penis. He was like holding it. his hands over his genitals, but he was naked except for a like a wig yeah and all these people were like ah, it was just men they're like this is the greatest thing ever and i was like guys wait until tv comes around. i know i was thinking <laughs> it will blow isn't it weird? your minds <laughs> isn't it weird that there's music that we listen to now that these people never got to hear like, i know i you know. think about like just how things have changed like how we used to be okay with stuff like 
gladiator fights and like people being ripped apart by animals or animals ripping apart other animals and we were like totally cool with it like you like cockfighting and that's illegal i don't know i know i think it's it's I'm pretty sure it's illegal in the United States. I don't know about other places, but I mean, that's a terrible sport because they like tie uh, razor blades to the rooster's um, feet. So they like slash each other apart. It's really nasty. It's terrible. It's really cruel. Um, And like, but what I'm saying is that we like, we're okay with all these like horrible things that were happening. I mean, like, public executions was like a picnic like that would people would be like oh my god that guy's being executed today this is gonna be the greatest thing ever it's gonna be the guillotine i'm super excited i hope i get the blood splashed on my face like you know what i mean like it's like crazy and public guillotine executions i think ended in like the 70s 1970s yeah um and I remember reading that Christopher Lee, the actor, was like in the crowd of the last guillotine execution. And I thought that that was like, I mean, like this guy has seen so much, like, or has seen, he's it passed away now. But um, just anyway, what I'm trying to say is our, the way we entertained ourselves is just so bizarre. And maybe it's still really bizarre. And maybe it will be bizarre to future generations you know what yeah I mean? yeah like they'd be like did you know that people would make these seven second videos and like like on vine and like, you know, like just, i don't know it's it's just weird what was normalized and now we look at now and we go what were you guys thinking <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, yeah that was entertainment like some guys like i'm being hit by the rotten tomatoes <laughs> <laughs> He's Irish, apparently. Yeah. (laughs) But he could have been. We don't know. Um, Oh, I wanted to say, so the, the, towards the end when Sarah was like, oh, I I didn't, or I burned the letters, you know, and she's walking down the corridor and it's like very dark and she has her face half hidden. I thought that was a really cool shot. Mm -hmm. I really like that. Um, It was very like, I, I feel like it was just like, this darkness was like encompassing her and kind of making her realize like this is what my fate is now. Yeah, and I, I thought that was that was done. That was done well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. Oh yeah, so we find out that Sarah diverted funds to her husband, Sir Marl Marlborough. What a name! I was wondering if Marlborough. that was true. I was wondering that too, but um, I mean, it must have been if. It was in like the booking sheets or I don't, I don't know, know because called. it's not like the queen was like, let me see. Right. The, yeah. Let me no, see she the books, didn't really. She know? just believed Abigail. I would have yeah. been like, I want to look at them and I want to study them. What's going on? You know? Yeah. Well, the, I mean, uh, you wouldn't get yourself in this position to begin with. True. So, true. Yeah. But I don't know. I questioned if that was true or not. And um, also, so when Abigail was saying, I think Sarah was, was, stealing your money and and giving it to her husband the queen was waiting for a letter from sarah so the queen had sort of like forgiven sarah in her heart i think i think so too and and she was like no she wouldn't do that you need to leave she wouldn't do that and then when abigail was leaving she was like fuck 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 because i think she realized like she went too far yeah and so i i questioned if it was true or not and then me too later when so when abigail burned the letter from sarah and the queen never saw it and the queen was upset the queen pulled that factoid out and she was like and 
Sarah is stealing from me. Isn't she, Abigail? And Abigail's like, yeah, she is. Right. You like, know, it worked out for Abigail. But nobody kind was of. like, let's see the ledger. Let me, like, the queen was never like, I need to see this. You know, she, because she, she didn't believe it. But then when she felt slighted by Sarah, she used it against her, even though it probably wasn't true. Right. But I also think it was interesting when Abigail burned the letter, she was like crying. So she, I think she knew that she was like, losing herself in this yeah scheme this power struggle to keep this position Mm -hmm. so i think she's i think they're interesting characters they're not likable but they're interesting definitely not yeah they're definitely they are definitely not likable characters but um i think overall i mean um overall i think it was a well-written story you know um and so sarah was banished from england but like before they like the cavalry arrives or whatever she like turns to her husband and she's like i'm super bored of england we should leave <laughs> he's like okay yeah <laughs> like played by mark gaddis he's just like he was only in it for like two minutes like all together i've only ever seen him in like one other thing and that was that show dracula that i told you about. oh wow yeah and he was he was in the second episode. No. The third one. The worst one of them all. Yeah. They really fucked up with Lucy. That was it. I almost forgot her name for a second. <laughs> anyway. So, one more thing. Let me see if there's any other... Um, oh, I do want to say... Um, the The nicknames that they called each other... We're oh, actually yeah. it was actually something that was real. Oh, really? Mrs. Morley and Miss Freeman, yeah. Because what th- it was was kind of to create like a sense of like um kind of equality between them, I guess. So yeah, that's they were their like joking names. There was like affectionate oh, little nicknames. That's cute. I thought that was cute. I thought it was sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, also Abigail was apparently related to Harley. Oh, in real life. Yeah. Oh, really? Like a cousins or Interesting. something. Probably like fifth cousins like yeah. three times removed but they sure. were somewhat related uh, either way wow. yeah interesting so i thought that was kind of interesting but um yeah so would you recommend the movie i think i would to a certain person uh i'm i have no desire to like ever watch it again and i wouldn't say that it's a must-see and I wouldn't say that it's something that everyone should see, but there are probably people out there who might enjoy the three women's performances and in the costumes were kind of neat looking and yeah, yeah. But it's not a typical period piece. And so if you're looking for a typical period piece, no. But if you want something that's a little bit crazy <laughs> Uh, and sad crazy and will make you want a palate cleanse see now i'm not really selling it (laughs) i didn't i didn't hate the movie and i wouldn't say don't watch it avoid it but i would say it's a very specific movie Mm -hmm. and if you're hearing this and it sounds interesting to you then you should watch it but if you're hearing this and you're like nah then i bet you probably won't like it so that's how i feel how about you um i think that i agree with you um i think I think if I was going to recommend it, it would likely it would be more likely to be to women over men. Um, but 
No, I don't know. It's nothing extraordinary. It's nothing amazing. I it was entertaining. I liked it. Um, but I feel the same way. I don't care if I ever see it again. Uh, but overall, I think yeah. I, like I mean, let's say if like out of ten, like a six point five. You know, so it's not terrible, but it's not super great either. It's and I think that part of what makes it good is the cast. I think that if without the cast. I just wouldn't have had that interest, you know? Mm-hmm. And I love Rachel Weiss. I like Olivia Coleman. And I really liked Emma Stone in this. I think she did a great job, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So I think that's it's kind of... It, I'm pretty, like, neutralish about it. I would say I'm leaning more towards liking it. But overall, no. It's nothing special. It's, <laughs> it's not going to win any Oscars, you know? What? So... <laughs> Did it? Maybe it did. I think Olivia Coleman won for it. I think it was nominated for a bunch of things. It was an Oscar winner. It was. It was a critical success. (laughs) I think I was wrong. (laughs) I don't think it. I don't know how many it won, but I think it was definitely nominated for things. Okay. Well, or Golden Globes maybe, but an Oscar nominee. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Jesus. (laughs) I don't know. I'm just backpedaling because I. Because I'm like open mouth, insert butt, Lauren, yet again. Like, I mean, jeez, it's not like you. It's not like you really did something wrong. It's I know, just but interesting. Like, I like how you're like, like one of the top movies of the year when it came out, critically praised. Like, definitely not going to win any awards. I know, I know. I, know. <laughs> I just don't know. What I'm, talking about. I'm just full of it. It's like, it's like. Do you ever like say something that after you say it, you're like just can you just shut up oh yeah for like once in your life. all the time <laughs> like, yes like, this has been happening to me lately and i'm like i'm like do you ever think before you speak and my brain's like no i don't i never do <laughs> i'm like i know that's what i'm telling you please do and my brain's like what i was distracted by a butterfly <laughs> Well, thank you, John, for yes. thank you, John, for recommending the movie. Thank you, John. It was fun. It was fun watching it and talking about it. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Glad, I mean, I'm glad I, I saw mean, it. I mean, I felt dirty afterwards. It was kind of yeah. It was kind of gross, know. but whatever. <laughs> I like Emma Stone. Yeah. So what can I, know. I say? I like Rachel Weisz a lot. So yeah. If you like our podcast, uh, go to iTunes. Please give us five stars. It helps us out. And thank you so much to Mike Myers for our theme music. Yeah, you can find him on Twitter at the Mike Show 42. Thank you, Mike. Thanks, Mike. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.